Welcome to the game. T-Town, Todd, 100.9, the home of Alabama, Crimson Tide Sports. You know, I've been a radio since uh, 19, no, it was 2000, I guess. Mike DeBose, 3 and 8. Uh, that was my first year in radio. I've never done radio in the state of Arkansas. Matter of fact, I've never been to Fayetteville uh, because it's so far from Tuscaloosa. Logistically, it's a little bit difficult to leave either at 6 p.m. on Thursday or 6 p.m. on Friday. And I guess if we got an 8 o'clock start in Fayetteville, that might make it a little easier. Uh, but I was coming through Little Rock just a little bit ago, and we're actually uh, made our way down from Tulsa yesterday, excuse me, this morning. And uh, that's where I did the show all week. And today we're in Hot Springs, Arkansas, knocking off another national park and uh, scratching another one off as uh, my wife says she's got a poster uh hanging up and uh we've been knocking off national parks and i guess before we meet the retirement center we're hopefully uh hopefully able to knock off a few more of those but uh, we're in hot springs arkansas and i just so happen to be listening to fayetteville sports talk radio just a couple of minutes ago um i'm sorry i said fayetteville but little rock arkansas they're talking about the razorbacks and i'm sitting there listening and I'm listening to all those guys. I'm going, man, wow. Alabama really doesn't even have problems. I mean, remember, they just fired a in the middle of the season. When you talk about one of their offensive coordinators, Dan Enos, and you look back at Nick Saban, I guess Nick Saban was super, super smart uh, when you think about uh, that conversation there. So um, I was listening to these guys, and they're talking about literally, they are literally discussing like trying to find a way to get the snap off. That their their expectations are not very high uh, when you think about the Arkansas Razorbacks. Alabama's a little bit different. Our goal is not talking about getting a snap off or protecting, you know, KJ Jefferson in our situation, uh Jalen Milrow, certainly that's a part of it, but uh our goal is to win a national title. And that's the way that Alabama is judged and uh, I think they've already moved on to a lot of basketball talk, but uh you know, when you look at Sam Pittman, you look at the Arkansas Razorback fans, I'm certainly thinking uh, they probably deserve more than what Sam Pittman's giving. And I don't know exactly when you look at this issue of the future and you think about NIL and you think about where Fayetteville's located for just a couple of minutes. You've got some big industries there. You've got Tyson Foods, which is a big fundraiser, I'm sure, for the Fayetteville, uh, you know, Fateful there. You've got Walmart, Sam's Club. Uh, the headquarters is right there in Fayetteville. Uh, then you got J.B. Hunt, which is a major uh, transporter when you talk about money. So uh, thinking about money and, and even, I just forgot, I mean, one of the – a billionaire in Jerry Jones. So um, you, you think about uh, a lot of money flowing into Arkansas Razorbacks football. And when you think about uh, trying to find a way uh, 
uh, to generate some NIL funds. But they certainly got some problems. I was just listening to those guys, and I'm th- sitting there thinking, and I know a lot of those guys, whether it's uh, David Bass or Wes Moore or John Neighbors, uh, we feature them. Uh, I'm on their show as as often as well. And uh, talked to David a couple of uh, weeks ago. He's in charge of the Frank Rolls Assistant Coach of the Year Award. And uh, I'd love to see Kevin Steele uh, get some recognition uh, for that Coach of the Year, the Frank Rolls Assistant Coach of the Year, because I think he deserves it. I think that's where Alabama, if Kevin Steele was not able to deliver this A-plus defense, then we could be sitting here talking about Alabama with multiple losses because this defense has allowed this offense to have growing pains. So when you look at the defense, I'd love to see Kevin Steele get some recognition, uh, and I think we're, we're kind of stepping back just a couple of minutes, and you think about that defensive side of the football. Someone that was in Brian, we're going to talk to you coming up in about 15 seconds. We are always powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, TuscaloosaToyota.com, 3325 Scotland Boulevard, and online at TuscaloosaToyota.com. We're going to also do our SEC Parlay Pick Contest presented by Brian Hard Construction. And uh, we're going to dive into a couple different things there. We're, we're going to take your picks, and I'm going to take a little amp up, little prize package as well. So I'm going to add a couple of extra things in there, and uh, we'll roll some of that stuff that we had from Tuesday with no score prediction contest to an SEC parlay pick. And I know we took some of those yesterday, but I expect that we'll take some more. We'll talk to Aaron Torres at 3.30. We'll talk to Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports at 4 o'clock. But right now, let's go to Brent Beard, who was inside Bryant Diddy Stadium last week to watch the Alabama Crimson Tide take down the Tennessee Volunteers. Brent Beard, I hope you're having a great day. Welcome into the game at Tuscaloosa. Well, I'm going from Alabama, Tennessee to uh, Florida and Georgia tomorrow. Uh, we've got a special tonight on First Coast News uh, that we will uh, be having around 7.30. But it was great to be in Tuscaloosa. It was great to be uh, uh, in that atmosphere uh, that frankly made a lot of difference uh, going on. And as you uh, amply talked about, that defense made a uh, tremendous difference uh, in that second half. That 27 to nothing was uh, just really remarkable. And the, frankly, the fan base and the noise level uh, in that place was. Uh, I haven't heard it that way in a long time. So the fans certainly did make a a difference, as did the defense. Well, and, and you look at Kevin Steele. I mean, you, you, you back up just a couple of minutes and think about this defense, the way that they're playing. I mean, it reminds you of a Nick Saban defense in the early part of the dynasty, whether you want to go 2011 or you want to go 2016. With Jeremy Pruitt, Kirby Smart certainly was a big part of uh, those defensive units. But, I mean, they remind you. They have a lot of looks, the aggressiveness, the way that they tackle. Knock on wood, they have not had a lot of missed tackles, and that was a problem last year for this Alabama football team. Well, let's just be honest about this. Uh, And I'm not being disparaging against Pete Golding. He just runs a different style. Uh, But if Golding is in charge of the defense, Bama would have had a couple more losses. Uh, that's just the way that it is. Uh, but that, that well, what you've got to like, if you're an Alabama fan, is the pressure being put on the quarterback and these linebackers are playing, uh, frankly, on about 
it's not another level. It's about three or four levels compared to what they played last year in being able to stop the run and get to the uh, uh, the quarterback. I mean, being able to stop Tennessee on two fourth downs was incredibly impressive also. Now, they will really be tested next week, and we'll have time for that next week too, but the reality is uh, for, for what they've done, and uh, I think you put that well, uh, is, and look, you you can go back to Coach Stallings and, and Coach Bryan and appreciate uh, a, a really good defense and a kicking game uh, is able to win you a few games, and that's what's going to happen for Alabama this year. You know, I want to get some early thoughts. I know that you and I will dissect this a couple of different ways next uh, Friday, but we've been asking the, the, the fans. I know I've done several interviews uh, this week, and, you know, it's all about LSU because, you know, we could see a path that Alabama yeah. could be a part of the conversation, but they've got to be able to beat LSU where none of yep. that is, you know, it's null. It, it doesn't yes. matter. Uh, but when you look at this Alabama-LSU team, give me some early thoughts when you look at this game that will be inside bryant Diddy Stadium, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Well, uh, I think, first of all, they have Alabama has gotten to play uh, with intensity for four quarters. Uh, that They can't do what they did against Tennessee and sleepwalk um, in the first half. I, I'm, I, and there's a part of this team – I don't know if that's youth or what it is, Ryan, but there are times to where, uh, I mean, they're just dead in the water, frankly, and they were in the first half uh, against Tennessee. And I just, uh, you know, that's a team that beat you last year. I don't know why they're not more motivated to play, but obviously they were able to turn it on. That made a difference. So four quarters of intensity is going to be uh, – uh, incredibly important. Uh, now, LSU uh, also may be without multiple defensive starters. Now, they're not great on defense in the first place, but Zion Alexander, uh, Mackay Wingo, Deuce Chestnut, Denver Harris, those guys are all questionable if they're going to play or not. But at the same time, um, uh, Alabama's got to account uh, for... Daniels will never play. Uh, the, the tremendous quarterback who may end up being a Heisman Trophy winner before it's over. Uh, so that that's going to have to be paramount for them. Um, and I think I think they will be up for the challenge. Uh, I mean, it's still again the the big mistake they made last year on the on that on the two point conversion was uh, they put no pressure on Daniels. Uh, and, and I, I admit he got the ball out uh, very quickly, but you've got to be able to pressure him and spy him on every play. But that's going to be incredibly important. And, again, we saw what Jalen Miro can do when he runs uh, and was able to make a, a, a difference. So, But you but you hit it. It is the game of the year virtually every year. It will be again this year. Uh, and, uh, and no doubt, and, uh, an Alabama win, uh, would give them, uh, in the minds of a lot of people, uh, if they run the table, a path to Atlanta, yes. All right, so let's talk about some games of this weekend. Uh, Brock Bowers, Georgia's gonna be without Brock Bowers. When you look at this game, do you? 
you give Florida much of a chance? Yeah, I, I give them more of a chance than I, than I would have uh, a month ago. I think uh, it, now, Bowers is irreplaceable. Bowers is a is a Heisman candidate. Uh, he he is that good. He covers a multitude of sins for Georgia, uh, and I mean they've got Oscar Delft, uh, but uh, Delp is not. I mean he's he's done okay uh, at this point. He's caught double digit passes, but he's still not Brock Bowers. Um, now Georgia is very good uh, with. Third down defense. They're, they are the number one third down defense team in the nation. So that's something that the Gators have got to watch for. And the Gators aren't great by any stretch of imagination on third down. Uh, but uh, what makes this thing so different now is the emergence of Graham Mertz uh, at quarterback. He is a 76% passer, uh, and Carson Bang is a 72% passer. So uh, very capable, and the reason I throw those numbers out there is, I mean, you've got you've got guys in the SEC. Kevin Leary at Kentucky is barely a fifty percent passer. So uh, those those are impressive numbers. But the bottom line for the game is, Florida struggles with big physical teams, and that's what Georgia is. And uh, Kirby has had almost ten years worth of recruiting. Uh, you've got a year or a year and a half for Billy Napier, and they're nowhere matching that. Uh, but I do think that they can take this game into the third quarter and maybe have a one-possession game throughout a lot of it. Well, and, and it seems to be this weekend when you're looking at, you know, this particular matchup or other matchups, uh you may not have – you've got Oregon and Utah is a matchup, but there is a lot of teams that are outside of the top 25. So we yeah. could be setting ourselves up. You know, we, we go back to Washington last Saturday mm-hmm. night. Uh, UW struggled with Arizona right. State. So, uh, And I think that's where we're at with a parity of college football. I, I think we're – it's not almost any given Sunday because, you know, the worst team in the NFL can beat the best team. But I think we're taking some steps in that direction. I, I feel like that this is where college football's headed. Yeah, I would agree with that. Now, I will say this. Uh, when it comes down to the Final Four this year, I mean, you're still going to have uh, basically about the top nine who will be involved uh, with it. And that obviously includes Alabama, Penn State, Oregon State, and Ole Miss may be. Uh, just outside of that, but um, I, I do think when we get to the Final Four, uh, we're, we're probably going to have something akin to Florida State, Michigan, um, Georgia, uh, and you know perhaps uh, it, it could be Alabama, one of two, uh, two or three other teams. Uh, but, 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 but your point's a good one. What has made this year special is because you've got a Missouri at 16, you've got a Louisville at 18, you've got a Duke at 20, um, and you've got a James Madison at 25, um, which is amazing. Um, the, the Jacksonville State and, uh, and uh, James Madison, particularly Jacksonville State, 
uh, having that transition year, which is just absolutely ludicrous. Why these teams can't play in bowl games, and they're in that they'll be whining at the end of the year because they can't fill all the bowls. But uh, good, good point. And again, I'm going to say this a lot. Um, uh, because the committee has their first rankings coming out on Tuesday night. And by the way, Georgia, win or lose, may not be number one, right, uh, because of their schedule. I'll be very interested to see where that is. But again, the thing that I say is, well, when we're talking nine, ten teams for this year, and then next year we're talking 20 to 25 teams who will be hanging on for uh, – with every every comment come next November. Well, and you know, you brought up the committee's rankings. Um, I would almost like to see more rankings from them because mm-hmm. I, I always say this: the novelty poll of USA Today and the coaches' poll and uh, those. It's they're no longer the value. I mean, yeah. you, you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, all, to me, the only thing that they're good for is to create. I mean, and I just did it a couple seconds ago. Yeah, I, I literally said Oregon, Utah is ranked, but really, it doesn't matter when you yeah. talk about these rankings. I mean, th- these rankings are like Ryan Fowler's top twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. It's just a novelty poll. Yeah. That's all these are now. But, I mean, we've got to have something to look at. We're used to it. Sure. So it, it, could the habit. committee back it up a little bit? And, and and maybe they're part of creating some of this excitement. Could be. Could be. Uh, but, in other words, this is all we've got to go on sure. uh, until we get the, um, the poll from the committee. I mean, it would be uh, – and, uh, and I think they'll continue. I, I don't see any change with that. Uh, frankly, I, I mean, I do think it has some value. I mean, uh, in the long run, uh, the, the the committee is one, the only one that matters. But, uh, I mean, just to kind of give you a general idea uh, of where some of these teams are. And, frankly, I don't I don't think, do you, that, that the committee is going to rank, um, uh, I, I mean, look, Alabama is not going to be, or any other team, I don't think it's going to be any more than what, Ryan, maybe three places uh, at, at the most in the committee's poll than they would be in the AP or the coaches' poll, possibly? No, and, 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 and I mean, you bring up a really good point, and I could add to that is when you think about, you know, because this is a volunteer work. And, and yeah. maybe that's why I'm more for an algorithm, because yeah. the committee members are volunteers. They're just coming together and, you know, they try to select, but I also think that there's bias. I mean, that's why we introduced sure. only 13 sure. members where they could control who was in this college football. But also keep in mind, you know, as we're sitting here brainstorming, Brent, the committee got a little bit, I wouldn't say embarrassed, but I promise you, those TV executives were not happy with TCU in Georgia with that no. blowout because the no. ratings were horrible for that game. No. No. Uh, so you know as the well that, the TV bureaucrats run college football. They're going, not publicly, but silently behind the doors. They're going, hey, you know, we appreciate the 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 the, the, the mid majors of the world, but at the end of the day, uh, we need a matchup that's going to be yeah. compelling and that's right. going to keep a lot of that national audience engaged. Well, and for your audience, where that's going is uh, last year, Nick Saban basically said it this week in the media. 
is uh, he he still thought that that there should be a greater weight on the uh, uh, on the schedule. And, and, and to your point, uh, certainly uh, TV would have loved to have seen much more of a Alabama Georgia uh, game instead of uh, Georgia TCU. Uh, and, and frankly, I think the majority of the country would too. Let me ask you about Texas A&M because when you look at this game, not that I don't think they're going to lose against South Carolina, but uh, when you start looking for wins for Texas A&M, yeah. you need to find a way to get to – I mean, don't you think a minimum of eight? Yeah. I mean, does Jimbo Fisher need to win eight games to save his job? I mean, I understand he's got the buyout. It's nice to have that $70 million safety net. But when you think about Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher, they want to return on the investment. And right now, that stock market is not good in College Station. Well, it's not. I will also uh, – now, look, the uh, and they've got South Carolina this week, uh, but they've also got Ole Miss – uh, Mississippi State and LSU that's coming up. So you've got probably what, Ryan, uh, at least one, if not two more losses that's coming out of that. So you're looking at another seven and five or eight and four. Now, I, I will share with, with um, and I'll, uh, and this bears uh, repeating uh, very quickly. Uh, I heard an A&M beat writer talking about this situation the other day, and he was asked, will Jimbo be back, and his answer was, "Well, they play Texas next year, and there is a thought that if Jimbo stays, that that roster will basically be intact, and uh, that would make it uh, uh, easier, if, if or or more possible, to beat Texas because that game means everything to them." And if they can start off in a good note with Texas in the league by beating them. So I, and I don't, I don't know if you buy that logic or not, but that's what that beat writer was saying, uh, was, uh, you're not having to start all over with someone else, particularly if they play Texas, uh, in the opener or something of that ilk. Uh, I'm not, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. But is that a uh, uh, can can you grasp what he was getting at? Absolutely, absolutely. But but Jimbo's going to have to. The, the problem is they need a big time quarterback. But yes. the problem is right. they're not going to be able to sell that brand of offense to mm-hmm. a no no because of the transfer portal. You may not be able to develop a tra- a quarterback. Because if they don't feel that they're the right opportunity, they're gone. And and I, I look right. at the same thing with Auburn. When you look at Auburn yep. and you look at Hugh Freeze, go and sell that five-star quarterback, the ones that can step in and play next year, mm-hmm. that you're going to play, mm-hmm. okay, well, we're going to change the offense. We're going to build the offense. The truth of the matter is that Auburn offense is a disaster. It, it, is. it looks – I mean, we, it is. You, you, we had quarterbacks Peyton Thorne who – uh, said it earlier this week, said, I've never played in a system like this. Mm-hmm. And he was almost calling out his coaching staff yeah. for putting them in a bad situation. He didn't yeah. say that, but he said, I've never been in a situation where you're rotating the quarterbacks like Auburn is. So, yeah. Well, 
uh, and, and, and agreed. It, it's not working uh, at all, and the A&M situation is the same. I mean, Jimbo is just a basic I-formation. Uh, they've got incredible athletes, but to your point, there, there's nothing real. There's nothing extraordinarily complicated about that offense, is it? Uh, and and how, attract, how attractive is that candidates? Now, I saw this today, and I'm sure you saw it too. Uh, that uh, you know, rumors about Ty Simpson from Alabama and Brock Vandergriff from Georgia, Auburn being interested in someone like that in the transfer portal. Again, I'm not saying that, that that that's going to happen, but a lot of that's going to be out of there. But uh, it, it, also to your point, uh, there there's going to have to be a lot of selling and a lot of improvement. And again, I think some of that is the offensive line. Uh, they have not been good at receiver in several years, uh, and the running backs can only do so much. So you're right that that they are average to both those schools right now. Uh, offensively or average to below average where they need to be. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, cannot wait for the weekend because as we get into crunch time and, you know, when you think about the excitement of the 12-team playoff, Brent, I know I have, call, I have come full circle on this. You and I battled on this. I've got another caller that I've battled on uh, with these 12-team playoffs. <laughs> but to me, it just matches uh, more with college football. With where oh, yeah. we're at currently, oh, yeah. uh, the 12th team matches up more. Now, we're, you know, the depth issue, th- that's one of my concerns too, because, yeah. you know, when you play this physicality brand of football as we do in the Southeastern Conference, you know, you're going to have a Brock Bowers, a superstar go down. You're going to have a quarterback and you may not have the yeah. depth uh, to be able to make it through some seasons. But um, at the end of the day, uh, the 12th team playoff probably matches up better. But, uh, Brent Beard, I appreciate you. I know you got some TV obligations coming up. First Coast News, ABC, NBC News affiliate uh, there in Jacksonville, Florida. He's a Heisman voter. He was in Bryant Denny Stadium last week to watch Alabama beat Tennessee. This week, he's in Jacksonville, Florida, covering Georgia and Auburn. Excuse me, Georgia and Florida in the largest outdoor cocktail party. Uh, Brent Beard, have fun, man. I hope you have a great weekend. I always appreciate you being part of our show. You too, brother. Thanks much. Take care. Absolutely. Second helping also with Travis Ryer. Brent Beard's a part of that as well. Always enjoy the chats. We're going to dive into a lot of different things. We're going to talk about it because when you think about Alabama's problems, they're not real problems. Yeah, they're real problems for our standard, but the rest of college football is going, come on, guys. Come on. It, it's, it's like the rich kid going out and his parents bought him a brand new luxury vehicle. But it's not the top-of-the-line luxury vehicle. That's where we're at in Tuscaloosa. We'll continue. I do remind you about the Wharf. If you're looking for a new pair of jeans, Wrangler, Levi, Lee, you'll find those. Rocky under, uh, Rocky clothing, Under Armour clothing, Justin, Tony Lama, Red Wing, Georgia, Double H, Timberline, Laredo, and many more. Casual boots, work boots, uh, hiking boots. If you're looking for work or Western wear for the entire family, find it at the wharf. They're open until 6 p.m. today and tomorrow. It's McFarland Boulevard between Winn-Dixie and the Blue Plate. Go see our friends since 1976. Mark and Lee and tell them the game said you will continue with more of the game next. Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Always live. Always local. Dependable news coverage. 
The latest news, only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. The Tuscaloosa NAACP chapter will investigate claims of an anonymous letter made by a TPD officer saying racism, nepotism, and other improprieties in the department is responsible for chronic understaffing. Minimal rainfall from a cold front next week will drop temperatures, but it will not bring rainfall enough to end the wildfires or the drought. Green County Sheriff Jonathan Benison has filed a lawsuit claiming several bingo casinos in the county are violating mandates set by the state Supreme Court. For the latest local news, in Tuscaloosa. Alabama Sports Updates. And severe weather information. Download the free Tuscaloosa Threat app. Never pay for your news. And sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates. This Alabama football season at 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A warm afternoon, partly to mostly sunny, the high 84. For tonight, fair with the low at 62. And for the weekend, the weather stays warm and dry. Partly sunny tomorrow and Sunday, highs between 82 and 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 83 degrees in Tuscaloosa. It's the longest-running sports show in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to The Game with Ryan Fowler on Tide Tuscaloosa, we're doing an SEC parlay pick contest presented by Brian Hardin Construction. If you got in yesterday, don't feel like that you, you can't be a part of the show today. We certainly welcome you uh, to do that. Let me run through the lines here for those who were not listening yesterday uh, that you want to chime in. And today, we're going to amp it up. Let, let's do a Dreamland gift card. We'll put that in there. Let's do a dozen red roses courtesy of Pat's Florist. And gourmet baskets, we call that doghouse prevention. So instead of giving one away on a Tuesday, which we normally do, we'll do there. And then we'll also give away a Daniel Moore 2024 calendar, which you can check out all the great things happening right now. We'll give a small mini print away for Daniel Moore. And uh, let's throw a Mark Smart gift card in there as well. Appreciate Jacob and all the great folks down there. So we're amping it up a little bit, and uh, we'll take your predictions. We'll take three scores. And we'll do AU passing yards. And really, this is to make fun of Auburn, if it's okay, uh, because they're one of the worst teams in the country. There's 131 teams in college football. They rank 124th in the country in throwing the football. Uh, when you think about in the SEC, they're dead last. And they're not just dead last. They're dead last by a country mile. Uh, the nearest place team is like 40 or 50 yards beyond the average of where Auburn is. So let's go through the spread here. That's the tiebreaker. You pick three teams, and we'll go South Carolina, Texas A&M. Texas A&M minus the 15. 54 is the game total. Mississippi State going to Auburn. Auburn minus the 6.5. 41.5 is the game total. Florida, Georgia. Georgia minus 14.5. 47.5 is the game total. Tennessee going to Kentucky, five and two, two and two in the SEC. And Kentucky normally does this. They like to fade very quickly. Uh, they get a lot of publicity and then they fade. 
Will Tennessee have a leftover hangover effect after leaving Tuscaloosa? They go there as a favorite. UT minus the three and a half. 51 and a half is the game total. Vanderbilt, two and six. 0 and four in the SEC. Going against Ole Miss, six and one, three and one in the SEC. That game will be played uh, in Oxford. Uh, there, Bald Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss minus 24, 63 and a half. Alabama, Arkansas, LSU, and the Missouri Tigers. They're off this week. So we put a few non-conference games in here just to balance it out. Oklahoma, Kansas, Oklahoma minus the nine. 65 is the game total. BYU at Texas, Texas minus 19. The over-under is 50. Oregon and Utah, Oregon minus 6.5, 47.5 is the game total. Ohio State going to Camp Randall, which is where we'll be in 2024. We've got a, what is it, the third game of the schedule. We'll be up in Wisconsin. You know, I'll be excited to go up there. I've, I've never been to Camp Randall. I've always wanted to watch a game there. Ohio State minus the 14.5, 45 is the game total. So that's the way it lines up. And let's go right back to phone calls, and we go to Dawson. Dawson, good afternoon. You're in the game. Well, Ryan, it's good to be the first one up. The bad thing about being the first one up is I don't have time to gather up a lot of stuff to fuss about. <laughs> well, I can put you back I mean, on hold and come to I, No, I can put no, you no. No, we didn't. No, no. I don't care about a two-hour wait. I think I'll just I, – <laughs> it ain't worth that. But um, but but I I tell you what if I if I could bring up something um you sent me a lengthy message last night and you were talking about this natural uh you know this narrative that's being played and I'm already seeing it from people already setting up I saw Joey Galloway the other day have just a meltdown that Alabama's even has a pathway to the national championship there is a a narrative out there that does not want to be Alabama they hate us. But they need us because we bring the ratings. Win or lose, we bring the ratings. Exactly. I mean, that's um, you saw this past weekend. The Alabama-Tennessee game was the highest-rated uh, game of the week, and I think that the article I read said that it was um, uh, the highest since this time last year. So I think that you know Alabama draws the numbers. And so the committee wants them in. I can tell you that. I guarantee you the committee wants them in. And uh, the networks want them in. The people that uh, spend the money want them in. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to keep Alabama out of there when they win, a, when they win the, the Southeastern Conference Championship, when they, if they win that. And, Ryan, you've had several people that have come on. Now, you know how you've been about this. I'm not going to fuss about it. But every guest that comes on here. And they say Alabama's got a path there. You know they're in if they if they win the conference they're they're in. And you say, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know you hadn't thought about this, but I think that's what's happened across the entire nation is that everybody wants to shut wants to shut Alabama out of it, and they 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 can't do it. I, I just don't. I don't see how. Now we know there's a lot of football left to play, right? Michigan's got to play Ohio State, right? Yeah, there, there is. But but I but I, there's also as much as we say that there's a pathway for Alabama to be there, Dawson. There is also a pathway for Alabama to get left out. Well, Ryan, 
last year. I know you don't want to hear it and you hate it when I bring it up, but there is well, I think, but, but why take the negative side of it when it's not necessary? Um, you know, if there's plenty of people that hate Alabama, they're going to take the negative side if they can. Ain't part of it. Uh, when yet there's just as much or more power to the idea that Alabama will be there if they if they win the Southeastern Conference Championship, that they that they will be there. So that's where my uh, where my position is. And has has the Southeastern Conference champion ever been left out? I don't think so. Well, uh, no, no, not. But but we don't really. I mean, we've got to. So why don't we just why don't we just dismiss it if it's never happened? If it's never happened, why should we down here in the Southeastern Conference just accept that? There. Well, I mean, and, you can and, see and, you can see this from the very you're beginning. Already, you're already seeing Nick Saban campaign. He did that yesterday on a national uh, TV show. He he made the comment and said, "Hey, listen." And I'll play the audio maybe a little bit later, but but he's already having a campaign because he's setting it up saying, hey, if we get through this. And he even talked about the strength of schedule. That's one of the reasons why he brought it up is saying our strength, the strength schedule, of schedule up several days ago. Sure. And he, he brought, I brought it up that yesterday. Up. Well, our strength of schedule is, is strong. It is. And we, before, the, before the season started, everybody talked about Alabama having the Having the toughest schedule in the country, and um, but I do think again that if Alabama wins, then they're in, and there's a lot of football left to be played yet. And we came down to it last year, Ryan on Pick'em Day, uh, Alabama was sitting right there with a chance to be in, and what we end up five, I think, and um, so. We're in a lot. We're in a lot. But we're in a climbing position this time. Last year, this time we were in a falling position. We lost to Tennessee. We were plummeting. We were falling. But this year we're climbing. We're in a climbing position. So you know, I just think we're in a lot better. We're in a lot better position than we were last year. And quite frankly, we have a whole lot better football team. A lot better football team. And I watched the game again last night. And. Uh, I don't know why Brent um, just dismissed our offense a while ago. I mean, he just totally dismissed our offense a while ago, and I think I, I think our uh, defense was good in all four quarters. Um, the, the failure in the first half was not Alabama's defense. Tennessee has some very unusual, spectacular plays that gave them those scores. It put them in position to keep our score down and made, and made theirs. But our offense came out in that second half, Ryan, uh, dynamite. I mean, just really dynamite. So so I just think that's where we are right now. We're, the, we're in a climbing position and and uh, ready to win another another championship. So, so you got to so get home. Are, Okay, but on a scale of zero to one hundred, not winning a national title, but being in the playoff, what is your confidence out of zero to a one hundred that this team will be in the playoffs? You do know who you're talking to, right? <laughs> I, I know, but I'm just curious. Ryan, one hundred percent. One hundred. One hundred percent confidence. Right, right now, our team is playing better than anybody in the country. I watched them all. Did you watch last Saturday? Did you see all these top contenders in trouble last Saturday? 
In trouble? Yeah, I, saw, I saw a top contender in Tuscaloosa in trouble in the first half. So, Well, but I tell you what, none of them, none of them went down to the wire and they didn't question. Oklahoma really should have lost. You get right down to And they weren't playing a one. I got Playing three and four, a team that lost three and four games. I mean, all those didn't even, didn't wasn't playing the quality team we were playing. None of them, but they were in trouble. So I'm just saying, it's just not out there to. You're not going to be able to shut Alabama all right. uh, out of it. D- Dawson, I got to run, man. Appreciate you as always. Hey, Ryan, Rota, get man, get home and get things straightened out, man. We got to get you fired up. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm on a recruiting assignment from Nick Saban. I'm over here looking at talent. So we'll continue with more of the game. Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. On the next Inside the Locker Room with Coach Wimp Sanderson and Barry Sanderson. Tune in Monday, 730. We'll have Max Howell. Look at the games from the SEC. Also look ahead to the LSU game on Saturday. Doug Bell will join us in the second hour. We'll find out where Doug's picks any better. Inside the Locker Room, weekdays 7 to 9 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. The pharmacy at Midtown, T.J. Thomas. He's the Nick Saban of pharmacists, and if your pharmacist doesn't have an Alabama shirt on, you don't want him. 205-752-0627, sterile compounding facility, the only sterile compounding facility here in T-Town and West Alabama. All the compounding needs, the retail side. If you're looking for a pharmacy, many of those have closed here in West Alabama, and you're looking to transfer your prescriptions, PharmacyMidtown.com. PharmacyMidtown.com. Conveniently located right there at the back of Midtown. You'll find the pharmacy at Midtown a huge part of our show. And BBQ.com. Dreamland Barbecue. Since 1958, Coach Brown arrived at the University of Alabama. So did Dreamland with Big Daddy's Barbecue Hickory Smoke Ribs. If you're talking about catering for that big tailgate, or maybe it's just that family gathering or that small office party, you could do it at either location. You could also order online, carry out, curbside pickup, delivery, or are now available. It is dreamlandbbq.com. We do our score prediction every Tuesday and Wednesday, made possible by Dreamland. That wonderful hickory smoke barbecue ribs. How about the Big Daddy barbecue sandwich? Those wings are underrated. They're one of the best in town. You'll find them there. How about those barbecue baked potatoes? Absolutely. Either location in our immediate area, Tuscaloosa and the original location there off Jug Factory Road, downtown Northport, Dreamland. Ain't nothing like them nowhere. Alabama fans are all over the world, and we are too. Download the Tide 100.9 app right now in the App Store and Google Play, and take the Crimson Tide everywhere you go. couple of minutes ago maybe i didn't uh, illustrate it the way that i should but um you know we're spoiled we are we are because we're looking at nick saban he's been able to navigate the water of college football we're sitting here we're going into the month of november we play lsu certainly we've got to win that we're going to beat kentucky on the road we don't have the margin of error that we normally have had in some of the years uh, but this year, when you think about where Nick Saban has been able to take a team, it's had some growing pains. It's not always been perfection. But uh, when you think about this Alabama football team, 
uh, we are kind of spoiled. We're the rich kid in the neighborhood that just got the gaming and system, but uh, he didn't get the wireless controller. He only got the wired controller, right? So he's having a meltdown. He's the first one in the neighborhood that got the gaming system. Uh, but we're complaining that we didn't get the wireless controller. I think that's where we're at as an Alabama fan base. Let's go to Paul in Lincoln. Paul, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Ryan. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm just, I was listening to Arkansas Sports Talk Radio and I love those guys, man. They're, they're some of my friends, but I'm sitting there going, man. I mean, just for a couple of minutes, have you ever been to a preacher where he stepped on your toes and you're like, ooh. I mean, you're sitting there listening and you're going, wow. Oh, yeah. We you have start, it pretty you start, good. You start, you start squirming in the pew and, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ryan, is there, is there, is there has there ever been a more positive, optimistic Alabama fan than brother brother Dawson? I no, mean, he sees he sees nothing. He sees no 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 failure. He sees no cracks in the foundation. He sees nothing. I mean, I've been listening to Dawson for gosh a couple decades at least. Probably more than that, maybe three decades, and uh, it's it's the same. It's the same fire, the same fervor. I mean, he is Bama through and through. And uh, uh, I want if he, I know you, if he was an Auburn fan, would he be this positive about about Auburn? I mean, would he have the same fire? Would he would he have the same can uh, can do no wrong? uh, you know, outlook with, with Lee County as he does with Alabama. Uh, it, it would be, uh, it would be amazing, but, uh, thank God he's not. He's not, he's, he's Bama through and through. But, well, um, it, it, I, I just remember Dawson and, and I call Dawson a charter member because he's been with us from the beginning of our show. I know Robert and Brookwood's been with us from the beginning. Oh, we got, we got several people that have been calling us for, uh, the length of time that we have been on. Uh, here, but but the the one thing he always I, I promise you, when we had lose three and four games, we were the best four loss team in the country. That's where he went to. So if we were five and six or six and six or seven and five, you better believe it. We were the best <laughs> seven and five team in the country. Uh, when we lost eight football games in two thousand. I, I can remember Dawson right now spinning optimism around that season when there wasn't much left. Oh, there was there was nothing left. There was nothing left. Uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, speaking of, but we speaking love of him. Lee, we love him. We love him. Oh, of course, he, of course. Yeah, he of brings course. a ton to the show. He does. We love Dawson. We we love Dawson, and uh, he's one of he's one of the, the top callers by far. Um, um, Ryan. You know, when speaking of Lee County, you know when you're when you're kind of stuck in the mud, like like they've been not just not just this season, but but several seasons. I mean, they've been they've been so irrelevant um, here of late, um, which which I love. Uh, but you, you've always got that person in the media that when things look bleak, when things look dark, they they they. They, they, they write a column to try to salvage, I guess, the fan base. And I take you to Philip Marshall. 
he had an article oh, today. He had an article today that, and I'm just going to paraphrase, that he's expecting Auburn to go on a, a, not my words, but his, an historical run the second half of this football season to be able to get them to a bowl game. Did he well, just wake up from a from a coma? He, he Ryan. Well, well, then, then again, then I look. I said, well, an historical run the second half of this season. I said that to myself, and then I I, I thought to myself, well, let's look let's look at what's on the schedule the, the the second half of the season. Tomorrow against Mississippi State at Vanderbilt at Arkansas. New Mexico State at home, and then Bama in Lee County. Ryan, four of those games, just looking at where those four teams are right now, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, uh, New Mexico State. I mean, it's not like he's really going out on a limb. Would you not agree to say that Auburn could could have a could win those the, those next four games? I mean. You know, you're you're playing Mississippi State, you're playing Vanderbilt, you're playing Arkansas, who who may have is already quit, and then you've got New Mexico State. I mean, come on, Philip Marshall, my gosh! I mean, that just shows you to me, Ryan. It just shows you how desperate that program, that fan base, that cult is for something positive. Um, because you had you had a you had a columnist earlier in the week that said it's time to give the keys to the program back to Cadillac Williams. I did. I, mean, I saw that. Uh, yes. I mean, it's, and it's, he's not one of our favorites, believe me. But he, he comes out and writes a column about giving the program. He's basically saying the hiring of Hughes Freeze was a disaster. That's exactly, to me, the way I read it, it what he was saying. And it was time to give the keys to the to the – to the cult, back to back to Cadillac. Your thoughts? All right, I'm looking at a at an algorithm, and it's the ESPN Power Football Index. Okay, so he says that they could go on a historic season or historic second half of the season. Okay, when I look at Auburn, they've got a 96.5 percent chance that they will not win out. Okay. So, in other words, ESPN doesn't believe in the Philip Marshall syndrome that he's suffering from. They've got Auburn at 5.9 to 6.1 wins, and they they barely have them at 50-50 of just getting to six wins. Right. No, I, I don't believe this. Listen, but to make it all, we know what Alabama does. Alabama is their Super Bowl national champ, Final Four, all in one game. Okay, so regardless, they've lost four. As you said, four in a row. Play Mississippi State tomorrow. Play Vanderbilt. Um, but they beat Alabama. Yeah, it, it, you can look at it. Regardless, I don't care if they don't even go to a bowl game. If they beat Alabama, it will be considered a success. It, it, they are. They it would be Ryan, but it just and, and it shouldn't surprise me. It shouldn't shock me just to see how many people try to prop this program up and to make it look like this program is, is big time. This program is irrelevant. And I couldn't stress irrelevant uh, firm enough 
this is an irrelevant program that is in desperation mode. And, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, I, believe me, I'm happy to see it. It thrills me to see this, this program in the condition that it's in. But, uh, y- you've got some, you've got some folks that are doing their, their best to keep subscri- subscribers paying, you know, paying for the, uh, subscriptions to give the, the, give the family with a B, uh, a reason to hope and, uh, but it's, but it, come on, you, you, you're going out on, he's not like he's going out on a limb because they play state, Vandy, a, a Arkansas team that has basically quit, and uh, then New Mexico State. I mean, come on, it, it's, a, it's a joke, but that's a joke of a program in, in, the, in my eyes. Um, but uh, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. Ron, I heard your, uh, I heard your call with Bama Nick yesterday. Um, from America's Georgia, uh, Bama Nick, he'll always be one of my favorites. I'm telling you, I, I, I like Bama Nick. And, and Ryan, listen, um, it, I think it would be a, a great, uh, something good to to meet him in America's and let him take you uh, take you out for some uh, for some seafood for some uh, it, for it, some good, it uh, sounds, good good grub. Yeah. Well, and I think what we could do is I'll just go over and. I'll stay at Bama Nick's house, and we'll just do a remote location right there. Let Bama Nick oh, host man, the that, show. That would be epic. That would be that would be epic right there. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, just wanted to chime in on this. Speed internet in America's Georgia. Uh, I guarantee. I'm sure Bama Nick knows enough people that if if they don't, but it. He'll have it set up before you get over there. Yeah, we could do it live at the fish house that he talks about. We could do it live. Yeah, there. come see us. Heck yeah. I mean, well, I'll say this: we have enough listeners in the state of Georgia. We could fill up a small remote over there and do a broadcast. You could. You could get. You could get Rich from Atlanta, Josh from Georgia. You know, like him Chuck, and uh, Bama Nick Chuck could, from could, Georgia could, is Chuck, over there. You know, yeah. absolutely. Heck, I'd even drive over there for a chance to eat to break bread with Bama Nick. So. Uh, Anyway, um, it's uh, it's all good, Ryan. It's all good, buddy. And uh, thanks, Paul. Appreciate you, man. Have a great weekend. Roll Tide. Uh, you too, buddy. Roll Tide. You know, I'm just sitting here thinking about what would make the weekend. I'll tell you next. T Town Tide 100.9, 12:30 WTVC. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide sports. DanielMoreArt.com as we celebrate special occasions, birthdays, anniversary, that Alabama fan in your life. It's DanielMoreArt.com. Christmas time upcoming. You want to celebrate that Alabama fan by visiting the website. All the great prints celebrating Heisman winners, great coaches, Nick Saban and Alabama's given us so many great moments to think about. And we talk about living rooms. Tua Tungavailoa, second and 26. Devontae Smith, Heisman Heights, Mark Ingram, Bryce Young, Nick Saban, Coach Stallings, Coach Bryant, DanielMoreArt.com. Remember the code word, the game gets a significant discount. You got to put it in the game, significant discount, DanielMoreArt.com. And we would also ask when you say, where did you hear about this? We'd ask that you would select the game with Ryan Fowler. We greatly appreciate you going to DanielMoreArt.com. We're going abroad in Mexican food right there in Northport. If you're looking for the great specials daily, the fajitas are outstanding. The pastures dip, the appetizers.
The fried ice cream, always a great option. It is Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food. Also, find the food truck. And we are also now serving breakfast at Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food. Stop by the McFarland Boulevard location. You can also find him at Northside Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food with Pastor Garcia. You're listening to the best sports talk show, breaking down the Crimson Tide. The game with Ryan Fowler on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and tweeting on the Tide 100.9 app. things that would make my weekend you know the week's already been made because the philadelphia phillies are not in the world series how about that sorry jared in houston texas neither are the astros right dallas cowboys getting a win we get it we get back at home right we went one and two on the road that'd be a nice weekend auburn losing texas a&m losing georgia losing Oklahoma losing, Texas losing, everybody losing. Wisconsin beating Ohio State. I'm pulling for chaos this weekend. I want everybody to lose, everybody to get beat. Well, I guess that wouldn't be possible. How about the ranked teams getting beat? Maybe Alabama's the last one still standing. How about that, Wyatt? Tuesday on the rankings, Alabama, number one Alabama. I mean, it's not possible. It's not going to happen, but we can dream. Fair enough. This is one of those weekends that end up with, like, upset city where everybody's going down. But, you know, here's the thing, Wyatt. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. We've had so much stress in the first eight weeks. You know, it's about the players needing a break. Heck, I need a break. I mean, I'm not talking about a vacation break, but as a fan, I need a break. The cardiac kids have, have have been stressful to watch at times. So anyway, I'm just kind of throwing that out there, but uh, something that we can we could dive into in the three o'clock hour. We got a lot of phone calls. We're going to go to Canada. We got Joseph coming up. We got Wayne in Northport, uh, Blueberry Steve, which I said from Canada coming up in a couple of minutes. My old buddy Wayne in Northport. We're going to get to him. Jumbo, I see you. We're going to work our way to you, Aaron Torres, in 35 minutes. T Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The pandemic is over. 